Hello, this is Searching with JTG. It's my podcast. It's where I get to sit and I get to talk with people all over the world about tattooing, about life, about creativity, about struggle and triumph. That's where I get to talk to people that I've been lucky enough to meet along the way. I've traveled all around the world and I've met some really amazing people. So I'm really happy that I can expose you guys to some people from outside of the United States and from outside of Europe because there's so many interesting accomplished people and we've all had such different experiences and I I just turned 43 last week and uh, I can feel things shifting in my life I can feel some things settling some peace that was not there that's here now some acceptance of myself and my place in the world and some uh understanding of how I can set out to do the things that I want to do. A lot of the way that I've learned these things is through conversation and through developing relationships with people that I admire. Naza, who I talked to today, he is one of the best black work tattooers in the world. He is so special. His vision, his ability to bring that vision to life, the way that he views the body, and design and brings those two things together is really impressive. I'm excited to share this conversation with him. I met him when I was working at Well Done Tattoos in Buenos Aires. Back in 2010, Naza tattooed on his own in his own private studio, and uh, we got to spend some time together. He was real cool. He took me to go see a midnight showing of Scarface. The whole crowd was like, Quoting the movie in English as we watched it, it was sick. You know, South America and the people there had the biggest impact on my ideas and my approach to tattooing and philosophy. Traveling in general did that. It opened my world, but South America and a handful of the tattooers that I met down there uh, really changed the way that I saw what tattooing was and what it meant. And I'm always inspired by them. So Naz is the first of some really great people that I'll be talking to from down there. And uh, yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review or a rating on the Apple podcasts. I never do it. Maybe I should do it. I've never, I've never done it. Maybe I'll leave some stars. So it's funny that I'm asking you to do it. But maybe you're the type of person that likes to do it to leave reviews maybe you like write on yelp or you don't write on yelp or i don't know but if you could i guess it helps and if you're not the kind of person then don't don't leave a review who the fuck am i to say just do your thing and i'll do my thing and this is my thing so i hope you enjoy thanks for coming on yeah cool man <laughs> thank you man thank you tell me a little about how you grew up in uh in buenos aires well, uh, you mean about professionally or about my life, my personal life? So this is, life? it's a, yeah, it's a good mix of the, the craft, okay. but also who you are as a person and how you do okay. what you do. I originally come from Bahia Blanca. Bahia Blanca is a city at south of Buenos Aires, around 800 kilometers. And I born there in 1975. So I am, I will be 40, I will turn 36 years in March, sorry, 46 years in March. And I started to tattoo there in 1994. So I am a, a 
last, last century tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, well, so I started there, uh, but Bahia Blanca is a quite a small city. And so I, at, at that point, I was searching for more information because at that time it was pretty difficult to find, find information about tattooing. And so everything came around with magazines because there was no internet at that moment. And imagine that when I get at that at that year when I when I got a magazine in my hand. Maybe that magazine, that magazine was from, I don't know, maybe two years ago. So the information came with delay every right. time. So moving for my desire of growing in, in tattooing, I moved to Buenos Aires. I guess it was around 90, 1998 or 1999. And I started to study in the Fine Arts University, UNA, because I was pretty shy and the movement of tattooing in Buenos Aires was very close, closer. And there was a gallery. I, I, I think you've been there. The name is Bond Street. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. You've been yeah, there, very, right? Yeah, it's like a lot of tattoo shops are, are there. Yeah, well, at that point, all the tattoo shops of Buenos Aires were in that gallery, okay? Which is so one big wanna, building. One big building, uh, like a rock gallery, uh, where you can buy records, shirts, magazine, books, you can get tattooed, instruments, loud music, kind, mm, punk mood there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rocker. Well, um, so I get involved in fine arts and I studied fine arts for a couple of years. It was pretty rough for me because as every one of us, nobody became professional from, from one day to the other. So I have to do a lot of different kinds of jobs to survive while I, yeah. And you're still tattooing at that time when you're going to art yeah, school? Yeah. Yeah, because I started to tattoo in Bahia Blanca in 94 and I moved to Buenos Aires in 98 and I started fine arts yeah, in 99 or something like that. And I started to tattoo in Bond Street around 2000, 2001, something like this. Cool. And I asked for, for a, a position of as a tattooer in a shop and I remember the guy hired me soon so I began my career there. Nice and at that point were you doing all types of tattooing uh, like tattooing whatever yeah. people asked for? Yeah, yeah. this is a funny question because uh, since I was a child I loved to tattoo with black I, sorry, I, I love to design with black. And when I was a child, I spent most of my time designing uh, instead of playing football because I I didn't find a, an attraction to sports or I prefer to design, you know? So uh, most of the time I was designing and only with black. And, wow. But yeah, but the curious thing that when I when I start to get involved in tattooing in Bahia Blanca and also in Buenos Aires, as I told you, the information 
used to came to us with a big delay. We, I didn't knew nothing about the styles. So I didn't knew that tribal was a style or Japanese was a style or, I don't know, American traditional tattoo art, tattoo art was a style. Right. I didn't knew. I only knew that I love to tattoo in black. And suddenly I was tattooing uh, that kind of tattoos um, was the one of that movie from Dust to Down. It, this is yeah. the proper name of the movie. Yeah, Quentin yeah. Tarantino. And, and, uh, yeah, and the actor and- is... Uh, uh george clooney george clooney yeah george clooney. <laughs> yeah and i have this kind of tattoo you see yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah this from here to here yeah so well this, this was the the tribal movement in in 90s in argentina well uh that was my style but i didn't knew that that was tribal or ethnic tattoo was um and it has some uh, union with that kind of style. Right. But I was studying in fine art. I study history of art from all over the world. And well, I saw, I study about Polynesia, New Zealand, Borneo. Also, I study history of all the uh, antique America, South America. And I was attracted to the art of uh, native people from South America, um, well, pottery design, carved designs, and since I I told you I love to design in black since I was a child, I discovered um, um, good carving in, in the university. So I get involved with that. So hey, this is curious because I didn't know nothing about a, a tattoo history, right? But I love to tattoo in black. I went to fine art and I discovered uh, wood carving. I get involved with wood carving. I study, I start to study history of art from uh, Polynesia, Europe, South America. And then I, I, I discover that most of the tribal cultures like Hawaii, uh, no, sorry, Marque- Marquesas Island, um, Bor- uh, Borneo and Maori, they used to carve goods before tattooing. Used okay. to carve, carve what? Yeah, carved uh, good, uh, madera. Uh-huh. Wood. wood yeah yeah wood, uh, they, they use, uh, i don't know how to yeah, yeah you said it. maybe it's not so good yeah but they used to do wood carving before tattooing in fact the skin was for them for most of them uh extension of the wood right mm. yeah uh, yeah and that's interesting because i did the same but in an intuitive way totally wow what a connection yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, also and, just well, connected to Japan as well, you know, like how uh, yeah, of course, means of cover course, of yeah. skin. Yeah, ukiyo-e is the name of uh, of the uh, carving wood in Japan. Yeah, yeah, also the same. And also, for example, in in New Zealand, they, they carve the skin because if you see the moko, yeah, it has kind of relief. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah, indented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they carved the skin. Um, well, so in 2000, 2000, 
to a friend of mine, a tattoo artist of mine who used to tattoo with me in one of the shops I used to tattoo in Bond Street. He traveled to Europe. He came to Europe. And when he came back from this travel, he told me, NASA, what you are doing is tribal. <laughs> you, have to you have to develop the style. Okay, so because I, I think just so that people can understand, I mean, Argent Buenos Aires is the bottom of the continent. It is so far the away world. from everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. you were so far removed and had access to nothing. Like you were saying that you could get magazines, but they would be really old. So whereas we could go and buy magazines or buy books or buy reference, you were developing all of this with access to nothing. So yes. for him to go there and come back and tell you that this style existed, it must have been like, holy shit, I, yes. I'm, I'm connected yes. to something bigger than yes. this. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay. So I said, okay, so uh, I will be the tribal guy then, you know, because is <laughs> what I love it. And I remember all my companions, they used to laugh at me because to do tribal was, I don't know, maybe... The guy who do tribal is kind. Eh, we no, nobody of us like tribals. So I used to tell them, okay, send the customers to me. <laughs> 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 I will love to tattoo them. Yeah. Uh, so they did. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So were your parents? Did they did they raise you with a like a good work ethic? Did you learn how to kind of be responsible and? to be focused and did they, did you have good teachers with your parents? Yes, totally. Yes, yes. They support me every time. Uh, my father now, he passed away a few years ago, but I remember when I started tattooing, he offered me his skin to tattoo him. And he used to have an old tattoo, like sailor tattoo and uh, in the chest and I cover it uh, with a, a new design <laughs> and also, I received a lot of support from them because they knew they knew that I was a great designer and I love to I love to design since I was a child. And so so they knew that tattoo art um will be good for me and even when I when I grab a machine on my hand for the first time it was a kind of electricity connection magnet connection mm -hmm. and i said to myself well i think i found what i what i like to do because i i i instantly think that i born for this you know yeah. and i will die doing this but it was from the first time from the first touch Okay, I, yeah, it, it was amazing. I remember I was tattooing um, a guy and I tattooed him from, I don't know, I guess, I remember the first tattoo I did on him was kind of Spider-Man and I designed the Spider-Man and because I used to design heroes and Spider-Man was my favorite so I knew how to design it by freehand you know because I knew how to design and the guy asked me to do the Spider-Man and I designed the Spider-Man on his back by freehand not so big something like this like a hand and I was tattooing that for I don't know 10 hours 
poor guy. <laughs> and, yeah, and I that was in Bahia Blanca, and I finished around, I don't know, maybe 3 a.m., and I went back to my home, and I, I found a friend of mine in the bus stop, and he asked me, hey, where, where you come from? And I told him, I come, I come from uh, of doing the thing I will do for the rest of my of my life. And wow. he asked me, "What you been doing?" I was tattooing. Tattooing, yeah. I want to have a tattoo from you. <laughs> 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 that was his answer. Wow, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you were literally born for this. It's so cool to think of you as a little kid, like everybody is playing football around you and you're just inside. Yeah, 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 like, <laughs> I was so bad playing football. Man. Mine was the paper and pens, pencils, and that was what I love to do. And I remember in my family, the uh, one of one of my closest, uh, I don't know how you call the son of your uncle is your son of your uncle cousin. cousin. Yeah. Cousin, yeah, primo. okay, yeah, primo. So I, I have a cousin, and we, we are like we've been like eight of us, no? And we used to meet every Sunday in our houses with our family, no? So like kind of Italian tradition, everybody shouting and eating, you know? And all my cousins used to play football, and one of one cousin of mine and I we used to keep just designing the all day, the all day, hmm. paper by paper, designing the all day, the all afternoon. Oh. And he became a, a great guitar, guitar player and I became a tattoo artist. Cool. And you're, are you still playing music? Yeah, I'm still playing music. Not now because now I have other things. I am... I, I am into tattooing uh, a lot, but you know, I mean, I've been into tattooing the last 27 years, but now I, I have a lot of work in Barcelona. And uh, I mean, I've been doing music, but not with a band because my band was in Argentina and I am here and here I didn't have the time to, to find people. But yes, I've been doing music with Ableton Live, uh, not that much. Because uh, last year I started to tattoo motion graphics. And sorry, I started to study motion graphics. Uh, it's like, like animation, uh, animation. Animation. Yeah. So because I get involved with that a little bit, because I get interested, I really want to see how is that world. And it's, it's a lot of work. It's pretty difficult. A lot to learn. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, but it's nice. It's nice. Very so cool. I quit a little, a little with music. Yeah, I stopped a little with music. Left it back, back home. Yeah. Well, old but old. I, yeah, but I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure I will do some music again. So. Yeah, you're in a great place for it. So thank you, man. <laughs> when when your friend came back from uh, Europe and told you that you were a tribal tattooer and that there were other tribal tattooers out there in the world, did you? Uh, were you like, I have to fucking get over there? I have to go. I have to go meet these people. Yeah, of course. Uh, and I did. And I did that. That's why I, 
I I got tattooed. Well, in my searching from uh, of of tribal arts, a tribal tattoo artist, I met Sedlehead in Barcelona. You know Sedlehead? Uh, yeah. And I was looking to get my throat tattoo with Batea. Batea is a Polynesian tattoo artist. Uh, great guy. Uh, I totally respect him and. I, I wanted to do this this symbol because this is a symbol from a native culture from Argentina. And in the way to talk to Batea, I, I found Settlehead in the Barcelona Tattoo Convention. And I asked him, can, can I see your works? When I saw his works, I, my, my, he really blows my mind. Because I I found the dot work I, I I didn't saw that before, and I asked him to get tattooed by him, and he tattooed me on my throat. He came to my house in Barcelona here, so I'm talking about 15 years ago, and in 2007 after that because I was at that point I was traveling to Europe, but I I didn't live here. Tell me about the first time that you went to Europe from from South America. Buenos Aires. Yeah, yeah. I was in Buenos Aires, and how I went to Europe or to Borneo. Well, what, what was your first trip away from Argentina? Uh, my first trip away from Argentina was uh, to Brazil in São Paulo. It was two thousand and four, because since I since I, since I realized I was a tribal tattoo artist, I, I started to develop my art. And uh, I create a website and I contact every studio around the world to show my website. And a, a lot of them answered me, inviting me. And there was a convention in Sao Paulo. The name was Tattoo You. you have you ever heard about that convention? I may have great convention and uh, what happened ah before that a friend of mine la negra you know la negra right mm -hmm. yeah she did a she did a convention in 2002 and 2003 in buenos aires and i participate in that convention with my tribals in my wood carvings uh, it 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 well it 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 was great for me. I learned a lot. I exchanged information with too many artists around the world that I, I start to feel that I can travel because they invite me. I went to Brazil and then in 2004, I traveled to Europe for the first time. I came to Barcelona directly. In, in that trip, I met Sedlehead in Barcelona Tattoo Convention. I asked him to tattoo my throat because I barely had some tattoos, but tattooing my throat uh, was kind of commitment with me, Lucky with win. tattooing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No other yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no going back yeah. <laughs> after that. So, well, uh, I start to travel. At that point, I was living still in Argentina, but I used to travel to Europe from time to time to work at different uh, tattoo shops. In 2007, 
they invite me to tattoo at LTW. LTW at that point was one of the greatest tattoo shops in Europe. Under my point of view, in at that point, it was LTW and Into You. Um, I they they invite me to LTW in 2007, and I in this in this same year I traveled to Borneo for the first time with my friend Jorge Teran. Um, I did a convention there. I met Ernesto. Ernesto is the guy who tattooed Philip Lou's throat. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and he. I traveled to Borneo because since I've been studying a lot of different kind of tribals, um, the meaning of Borneo tattoo culture, culture, it was very difficult to find. So the only way I... I found to, to learn was traveling there. And in fact, it was very good because once you are there, once you are there, you start to understand everything. And also Ernesto helped me a lot. He suggested me some books. He introduced me with um, tattoo chiefs from, from, from um, ethnic cultures from Borneo. They explained me with a translator and I understand the significance uh, of the designs, the (laughs) the placements and which will be the proper moment to get every different, every kind, every different of them, you know? Because when you get tattoos from Borneo, originally you cannot have everything in one time. There is a time for every tattoo, right? And so I got tattooed in my shoulders, the Bungai Terung, mm-hmm. this one, and this one by tapping with Ernesto. And it was, for me, it was a, an excellent trip, man. It, it was an excellent trip. And um, I learned a lot. I bought some books. And I met people from other cultures. And so it was very, very nice. Oh, cool. And then, so, I mean, that must have been mind blowing. And then how was it when you went back, when you went back home, you had all this new information and you must have felt uh, like you had some keys that, to open some doors yes. that you didn't have before. Yeah, I, I felt like an alien. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was like, I don't know, too much, you know, because even I knew the, the significance of the symbols and how to place it in the body. The people, they didn't want to get, to get those tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. Because they don't knew nothing about Borneo and to try to explain them, uh, even in Argentina, where the information came very slow so well but I did a huge effort and slowly I try I was introducing the tribal into Buenos Aires tattooing culture and it was difficult to introduce ethnic tribal tattoo art in Buenos Aires but with time I I I did it and at that point there were not too many tribal guys around the world, right? It, it, it's weird. It's weird <laughs> because we because now is we are a ton 
of yeah. tribal tattoo artists and tattoo workers. But at that moment, no. And I remember people writing me from, I don't know, United States that telling me, hey, I will travel to Argentina to get tattooed by you. And I, I for me, was like, what? <laughs> and really? that was all through internet or magazines? How were they seeing your work? No, no. 2007, I, I got the internet at that, at that point. Right. I use Photolog and MySpace. I remember that was Photolog time. And um, I started to tattoo people around the world. They used to come to Argentina to get tribal. And I, I don't know. Sometimes I ask them, why you don't go to Hawaii, man? <laughs> Maybe it's closer <laughs> to you, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, or to Borneo or New Zealand. No, but I want to get tattooed by you. And I remember La Negra invite me. And there was a platform of tattooing and body modification. The name was BMA. And La Negra invite me, invited me to BMA. And I get a lot of contacts there. Customers, they, they knew my work. And uh, I start to tattoo hands, faces, full black arms. I'm talking 2003, 2004, 2005. And, and it was difficult for me in Argentina uh, try to... Because my, my idea in Argentina was what is happening nowadays you know full bodies with large black scales tattoos and it was totally insane one for example uh, a customer of mine came to my studio and asked me well i have all this shit in my in my sleeve and i want to cover well do a black sleeve and they told me what you are crazy or what <laughs> and now the people me the people writing me today with no tattoos to ask me for a black sleeve, you know? <laughs> wow. And it, it's insane. So I've been, I, I've been trying to introduce the black, the black tattoo, the black heavy tattoo art in Argentina. And I did some of, of the tattoos I wanted to do, but not as I wanted to, right? And that's why I moved to Barcelona, to Europe, because here yeah, I think it's easier. Wow. So has the that tattoo. been a significantly different since you moved? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now I am doing um, black bodysuits, um, big, big, big uh, scale, large projects. Um, and now... Now they are writing me from Argentina. Hey, I want a black body <laughs> from you. <laughs> I was there 24 years. Now you're... <laughs> but you're going back there soon. Yeah, so you're going to go work back home. Yeah, well, I, I, in fact, I will go, Shoana and I, Shoana is my wife. <laughs> uh, Shoana and I, we will be there not for working because since we've been suffering the COVID situation in Europe, uh, I cannot visit my family, so I'm missing a little. So I, I will spend my time visiting friends and family and try to spend as much time as I can with my mother, my sister. So are you kind of a structured person? Like your work is very clean, very precise. It's very 
well designed. So in your in your life, do you live that way? Are you a, are you a clean person? Are you no? Do you have structure to I'm, your days? I'm totally the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm clean, but I I have a mess yeah. with my things. I I don't know. I lost things. Maybe I am looking something that is in my hand. You know, but. <laughs> <laughs> when I have to work, when I have to work in my shop, everything is perfect, has to be perfect. Nice. Uh, everything has to be clean, has to be everything in, in, in his own place. If I need a scissor, I knew I will look for, the, for that scissor in the, in the third spot of, of that furniture and I will find <laughs> it, um, but not in my home. <laughs> but but I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And then what about when you're uh like when you're doing design work outside of the shop? Are you do you have a structure to that? Do you set your do you tend to work in the same time during the days? Do you work do you kind of set yourself a schedule to follow? Well, uh it's a good question. Uh you mean designing for tattooing? Yeah, just in terms of your creativity. When we're actually creativity. tattooing, we are we are in the act of, of tattooing, but there's a lot of prep work, especially with your style of work that, that leads up to that. So when you're, do you do that work kind of sporadically when you feel like it, or do you have a set, uh, like a set no. method of designing? No, when I feel like it. Just whenever you feel like it? Yes. Because you always feel like it. It's just I what always you always like want it. to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always feel bitch. like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No yeah. pressures at all. Uh, maybe, and I don't know. Uh, why? There is an answer for that because when I started to tattoo, the it it wasn't that way because I need more time to prepare my pieces. But now uh, I try to do it on the go, mostly freehand, not the dot work because dot work, you know, uh, is involved with geometry and geometry, you need applications, computers. But since I'm living in Barcelona, I was trying to do only tribal and huge black work. And Lately, I've been working with the feeling I have with my customers. Maybe it sounds kind of esoteric, but it's not. Uh, it's, it's, it's the way I feel it. For example, I used my, my way of working is, for, for example, if somebody wants to get tattooed by me, I, the first thing I do is an interview. That interview can be as we are doing now uh, online or can be presidential. In this interview, I, I can read a lot of, of my customer, how, how they are, which are they, their intentions, if they will have commitment or not, or if they are guided by an impulse or, or not. And so if I have to do black work or a tribal or black large pieces, I try to, I try not, I do everything by freehand, everything by freehand. Yeah. Is is true that I can sketch something in my iPad, but or in paper, 
but not that much. What I'm doing now is I asking them a picture of them front and back. And if I have to cover something, I only work in my mind, not with, I try not to prepare that much on, on screen or papers. I try to go to the session and directly design over the body. Been doing a lot of that and it's so gratifying. Like, yes, the, the drawing on paper for anything. I mean, I love drawing, but drawing yeah, for a tattoo, I, it feels like I, I tend to like kill the design. I, I tend totally. to overwork it and overthink totally. it. And then when I'm drawing on the body, I can actually like feel how it fits and I can see how it moves when they, when they close their arms. And that it just feels so much more right. And I feel like, especially, you know, you've been tattooing what, 27 years and I've got 21 or something that, 27. that, that, uh, that separation of the paper between the body, it at a, at a certain point it might become less necessary, you know. And yes, there's yes. things that I can't really figure out. Like I'm not, I don't have them dialed in yet, like in my vocabulary so well that I can draw everything. But if I have the opportunity, I I much prefer to draw it on. Yeah, so yeah. I I miss. Don't get me wrong. If this video will be seen by. It, um, Apprentice, don't do that. Yeah, not the best idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do that at home. <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't, don't do this. Just study, learn, design, design on paper as many times you need. But there is a point, I'm, I'm talking about uh, in a humble way. Uh, there is a point in my career that I've been tattooing, I've been doing this job for more than 20 years, more than 25 years. And when, when you got this amount of years tattooing, maybe the, the flow came easier, right? Yeah. And I remember two weeks ago, I had to tattoo an entire leg, right? Only one side from the hip, to the uncle and um, the guy wanted a black black work piece okay <clears throat> since here is is winter he kept with his sweater okay long sleeve sweater and he used um surgical thong for tattooing and i designed directly I directly designed on his leg. I remember while I was designing, I remember he, I was seeing a black slip tattoo of him in the picture he sent me. But I said, ah, it's okay because the slip is black and what I'm doing is black, so it will match. I don't need to ask him to take the sweater off because it will match. I know it will match. And man, what's happening was was really magical because I was designing, preparing the design, and he asked me to do some kind, some sort of lines on the hip, like a gradient kind of line, like thicker line and less, 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 and then black. And I did that. And I did this tattoo freehand. I outline and I paint half of the leg in one day. And I said, okay, let me take a picture. Please take your sweater off. 
and when he take the sweater off, he used to have he had lines also in the in the forearm, and they match with <laughs> the with the hip. So yes, that that is the the feeling with tattoo with tattooing that I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, you are not seen, but uh, I think that if I do the 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 design with love, with, I don't know, with uh, intention, there will be things that will match, you know? Yeah, so cool. Can you tell me something that you have struggled with in your life that you, or have you struggled with anything that you've overcome uh, in your life? Have you had any difficult experiences that you maybe weren't sure that you were gonna get through that you overcame and came out differently? Yes, uh, yes, yeah, I, have, I had too many. Because um, as you know, every one of us, we, with tattoo artists, we start from bottom, right? And sometimes uh, when I started, people invite me to other countries uh, to work. And then when I was there, um, some things changed and the things they promised they it was not the same that they did and i i remember some trips i i didn't i i didn't have bad times but it was pretty rough so, some things that doesn't happen me to doesn't happen to me now you know mm -hmm. but since i was a beginner and I was learning and nothing is right. So I learning a lot traveling, um, but not more than that. Well, that's good. You've yeah, had a good life. Good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. complain. Yeah, you have had a very, I remember going to your studio in, uh, in Argentina and I had been, I was working at Well Done Tattoos and like I said, I saw the Thermofax and it was, it had a really beautiful view of the city and you were working yeah. alone and you could just see that you had, uh, you had achieved what you set out to achieve. It looked like that yes. to me and it seemed oh, so different from anything that I had seen. I mean, South America is a place where a lot of people struggle and you uh, were living a really beautiful life. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, it, it it cost me a lot of effort, to be honest. It, it wasn't easy, but as and you said, I achieved it. Yeah. Did you set yourself goals or do you set yourself goals in terms of what you'd like to achieve or things that you want to accomplish? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, I, I mean, uh, yes, I, I really want to do uh, the things that I'm doing now, but I don't know why. And um, I don't know why in Argentina, I, I didn't, I mean, it was good for me, Argentina. I got beautiful customers. I did a lot of beautiful tattoos, but I think that everything, ex, the explosion of black work was when I left Argentina. Mm. It's weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's weird because I think because I, I know a lot of artists follow me in Argentina and also people. And I traveled to, to Europe uh, looking for 
develop my ideas in, in my style because in Europe there is a different culture of tattooing and um, I think customers are educated in another way so they have they have commitment if they say I will do it most of them they they do it and uh, I think when my my followers from Argentina started to see that I was developing my style here and they finally see what was the idea I was trying to spread in South America. They realize it once they see it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and some of them, because I remember a customer of mine from years that told them, I remember me told them, hey, you need to, to apply black in that sleeve. No, but black, no, why, no, black, you know? And now they, they maybe most of them wrote me like, hey, man, you, you was right. Yeah. But now you, <laughs> yeah, but now I'm so far away. <laughs> but I think... I don't know if I have to blame someone I blame myself for because I maybe I didn't knew how to explain it or I, I didn't knew how to approach my words to my customers so what's my fault well yeah I mean I, I don't know I think uh, you know you were you were building your foundation there you were if it was like a pyramid, you were building the base for, for all that time and creating this structure. And yeah, and now you're experiencing the top of the pyramid. You're, you're getting to really. Yeah. I, it's like Mahoma went to the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's just that, you know, um, and I think this is a beautiful message because uh, as a, as an artist, what we have to do is uh, pursue our dreams and our goals. And if that goals can be realized in the place where are you living, you have to chase them right. wherever yeah. they are. Totally. We, have to we have to chase them wherever they are. Yeah. What would you say the difference is between art and tattooing? This is a beautiful question. Uh, I think there is uh, the different. The difference is the first that the canvas is a living person, but beside that, I found much more magic in tattooing than in common art. Yes, awesome. because you have to be intuitive. You have to display your knowledge. You have to be intuitive. You have to practice the connections with another human being. And this is a plus because yeah. it's, not a, it's not a stone, a wood you have to carve or a black or white canvas where you have to paint. It's a human being. And... and I think tattoo is information that we transmit to the customers between um, with pain because you have to suffer to acquire that information. And uh, I think 
that that pain used to teach us a lot about life. Uh, I I said we because I am a huge tattoo fan, and I'm looking forward to finish my body so Then for me, it's the most important in my life. I totally agree with Japanese culture uh, when they say that you are not a completely tattoo tattoo artist if you don't have your body, your full bodysuit. I totally agree with that because, for example, if I am tattooing someone in the ribs and I don't have tattoo in my ribs, how can I say to that person, hey, don't move, don't complain, don't breathe that way. Hey, man, <laughs> you got tattoo in your ribs? No, so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there is a lot of magic in tattooing. And um, I also think that this is something that Settler had say one time, and I am sitting, uh, citing him. He said that tattoos has proper uh, life because they move, because if you cut them, they will bleed. So hmm. He said that for he for him tattoos are alive, and also for me. And this is the difference with common art. That's fucking beautiful. I love that. Okay, you recommended my all-time favorite album, The Blaze. Which dance? Oh, called. really? I've listened to it yeah. pretty much every day since you recommended it to me like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're good with recommendations. Any favorite music or books or movies that you would recommend? Uh, yes, um, music. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you ever heard the Tosca? I have heard Tosca. Yeah, Tosca. I like uh, electronic music, uh, circulation, um, this album, Colors, too. I like it. It's a really old album, but I like it. I also love uh, music from 80s. So hmm. I love it. I love it. And it's, it's so happy. It's really... Such happy music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny because now I am tattooing with this kind of music. You know, uh -huh. it's so for me, it's perfect because I was rising and I grow up with that music and I love that. And so now I am hearing a lot of uh, Weekend. You know The Weekend? Have you ever oh, heard? Oh, yeah, man. That last album is so good. I love it. <laughs> that, that first album yeah, was so yeah. good. And that's when I was traveling through South America and just doing tons of drugs. And it was such good drug music. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So cool. So cool. And movies, I don't, I don't have in my mind now but i i saw for the third time a few weeks ago that mu this movie drive oh uh, so the music in that is great yeah it's from kavinsky also kavinsky so yeah. good and books were <laughs> whatever has to see with tribal or with <laughs> tattoos. yeah the last one i bought was this one. Oh, i can't oh. wait to get it man have yeah, you gotten the meat so hank yes He's he's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's so good. And I will recommend a book. Let me search. So that's this is from the new tattoo book from Hank Schiffmacher. Yeah, was his life's so work. Cool. He said. For who don't know him, uh, uh, Hank Schiffmacher. 
Chief uh, sorry, Chief Master is uh, Aka Hunky Punky. Uh, and also, I totally recommend this book from my friend Sammy Rivers. Oh, cool. Black yeah, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. And um, what he did is a kind of a bitacora or diary of tattooing, you know? Oh, cool. Where you can see like pictures, oh, awesome. sketches. Uh, I think you did something like this, right? Uh, not that nice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but the idea, the idea, you see, is, is beautiful. Yeah, that's it's great. Beautiful. I'm going to have to pick that up. Yeah. And also, uh, I can suggest this book. This is one of my totally favorite tattoo artists, Jerome Franken from Holland. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, you can find Maori, uh, Borneo. This is really is a huge book. Maori, Borneo, Polynesia. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful so cool. book. You know what's so cool about the, you know, about tribal and black work is that there's no, I mean, there there is meaning involved with the, like Borneo, there's history, there's significance in the imagery. But like you said, you know, when you were a kid, you were just in love with designing and it is about capturing something beautiful. It's about creating a rhythm. It's about creating something that can, can kind of vibrate and it doesn't express, it's not trying to express any idea or point of view with, whereas like with traditional American tattooing or Japanese tattooing, you have this flower and it represents this, or you have this, yes. this deity or something. And just that idea of design, it, it's so enjoyable. It's yeah. such a kind of you are a talking form about of expression. The, yeah, you're talking about the abstract meaning. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a really it's beautiful, beautiful way to bring abstraction into, into tattoos. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's beautiful. And what, what I, I like most is to follow the lines of the body and make my tattoos look as most anatomical as possible and i think tribal and black work is is perfect for that and i enjoy when i because i i consider myself an eternal apprentice forever <laughs> you know and, and because every day we learn something new and when for example i am designing a freehand and i find a a new movement or a new line that match with the body i i feel like it's my birthday you know yeah. i feel totally happy yeah and oh this is something new i never tried it before or i never uh, saw it before and now suddenly it's appearing in front of my eyes and i think this is what moved me every day to go to go to work you know and I feel very blessed and grateful for the profession um, I have, I think. And I, I know you and I, I, know, I know you feel the same. Uh, we, are, we are a bunch of lucky bastards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know. So, yeah, I do. Yeah, there's a one of my favorite quotes is the vast majority of men lead lives of quiet desperation. Like so many people live this life having to do, you know, 
I mean, it's just our, our inheritance of being humans. A lot of us have to struggle to survive, to be able to put a roof over our heads. The vast majority of people don't get to do things that they get to lose themselves in and get to really enjoy and excel at and, and take pride in. And it's, uh, we are lucky. We are lucky, but uh, in, in the other hand, to be lucky today, I have to put a lot over the table because I remember when I was young and I, to be honest, I had the opportunity to develop a career. I, 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 if I wanted by, by my own work, I can be wherever I wanted, an architect or um, uh, a lawyer or whatever, not be, because my family is a humble family, but I choose my career and I choose art. And there was a point that I, I, I suffer a lot because I, I remember saying to myself what I'm doing, what I'm doing because I I am putting all my energy in tattooing and there is there is nothing make me feel that what I'm doing is sure I can live all of this in the future in the future or buy a house or pay my rent or pay my food and it was a, a time with a lot of doubts you know but anyway I felt that impulse inside of me and I decided to follow it. And today I, I am grateful. I, I'm happy I did it. But in that moment, it was pretty rough for me. The tattoo gods had you chosen from a very young age. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to progress is through struggle. You know, that's the only way that we yes. move forward is, yes. is through well, some sense of struggle. It's a way that we get stronger is through... Jason, I struggle a lot to to study art in Buenos Aires. I'm, I'm I I don't regret of anything, but I used to sell food, you know, prepared by myself, and and because it was a time in Argentina, it, it was pretty difficult to find a job because it was a huge crisis. I remember 2001, nobody has money, and the, I was when studying. the economy crashed. Yes, yes. Yeah. And in that year, I decided to become a tattoo artist. I mean, I decided before, but in that year, I said, okay, I want to do this. And it was very difficult trying to pay my, my art school. And okay, it, it was rough, but I, now I, I realized that all this effort was necessary to be who I am today. And I, I never forget my roots. So that's why I'm, I'm happy on who I am now. So who you are now, how would you define success? Uh, okay, <laughs> it's a funny question because su success for me is not working on weekends. So I am not <laughs> a success man. <laughs> Um, I will I will turn 46 and I am tattooing. I am still working on weekends, so I am not a successful man. <laughs> no, <laughs> there is something that is true. When I I told this in an interview they do me in uh, the last London tattoo convention, uh, and I said if if you want to do what you love, get ready to work on Sundays. 
get ready to work even on Sundays. And I, I, I thought that, okay, I will do this only for a couple of years. And then maybe when I grow a little in the possession, in the profession, I don't have to do it anymore. That bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. So how many days a week do you work? Well, uh, I'm working a lot now. Uh, this this week I work uh, five days, but I work at uh, five days because uh, the government they don't allow us to work on Saturday and Sunday due to COVID. So you're successful uh, during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. No, but I, but I, yeah, but I have to I have to study a lot for for the next week, man. So you do homework on the weekends. Yeah, I mostly, mostly I, I find inspiration in my books. And for example, the one I show to you from Sammy Rivers, Jerome Franken. I also have a lot of books of uh, Japanese art. You know, I am a huge fan of Japanese tattoo. Uh, you know, my, my hero is Ivan Sassi, uh, Hori Kyo. Uh, may he rust in, may his soul rust in peace. Um, but they are my heroes to me. And um, since there is thing that is curious that I came here to do mostly black works, but lately they are asking me asking me to do geometry. Mm. And uh, well. Uh, geometry is different. Geometry is different. You have to, it's, it's not, you can be intuitive, you can play the connection with, you can, you can, you can play the connection with customer, but it has to be with computers oh. and yeah, and uh, uh, apps in iPad and you have to search. Well, lately what I've been doing, to be honest, I've been doing this uh, since I barely starting with dot word is connecting tribal with Japanese using the dot work as a key. So in my dot works, you can find a lot of uh, a lot of ways of composition of Japanese, for example. Yes, Japanese tattoo art, and Japanese. that's why I yeah, that's why I I study a lot of Japanese because now I am with this idea that I want to do uh, interpretation of a Jap Japan tattoo style with geometry. For example, instead to do a koi fish, I can do a pattern. Instead to do water, I can do a white pattern, only lines, not dot work. Uh, instead to do background, I can do a dark pattern. And I am like translating some pieces of art of Japanese tattoo, but I, man, with all respect, yeah, oh, I, I, I am not trying to destroy Japanese art, I'm just, um, I'm just getting inspired by them, right, but I'm, I am trying to translate this art, their art on, on my geometrical ideas, that's why I've been doing lately with dot working, I mean, is different what, for example, you know, Nisako. Mm -hmm. uh, it's difficult to, to 
to do something new after Nisako breakdown in geometry because he 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 kicked the table, you know. He he said, okay, there is something new and I will do it, and it's this, okay. And he for me is the king. I I really love it. Uh, I really love him. He's my friend. I really admire him. He's super productive. So um, uh, what he's doing is perfect because he's doing geometry with Japanese geometric designs. So it's his own culture. He is Japanese. So it's perfect. And I think, and I think this is beautiful because if you compare this with ancient uh, tribal tattooers, it's the same. For example, in Borneo, there, there was a tattoo artist who translate the art of his land in tattooing, right? right? And they create they create their own style. Also in Hawaii, also in Samoa, Cook, Tonga, Fiji, New Zealand, Marquesas Island, and Japan, because they translate the ukiyo-e carving good art in tattooing. And I think that what that what Misako is doing nowadays is the same, but in geometry and dot working. So total respect. Awesome. Well, man, I really appreciate you sitting with me and talking with me. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. pleasure. Was mine, I learned bro. a lot. I learned so much. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, as every time I'm talking to you, uh, you know, I consider you my friend since uh, we met uh, for the first time. As you said, it, it was 2010. So yeah. it was 11 years. I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then uh, I, Sean and I visit you in New York. You came to Buenos Aires. And I consider you, as I told you, my friend. And it's a beautiful friendship. And as Always, as I talk to you, it's a pleasure to me because I also learn a lot and you are a beautiful and a magnif magnificent person. And I'm blessed. I am grateful you. for that. <laughs> Thank you. So tell me, uh, where can people find you? Your, uh, just give your okay. information. Yeah, now my studio is in Barcelona. The name of my shop is A1BCN. And my own Instagram is xnasax. So you can Mind find the X, there. you're not straight, Andrew. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I
journey to the one. I'm a child of the stars and I'm making my way home. Home's where the heart is and it's home where I belong. I'm a cosmic pilgrim and I'm here to sing my song. Smile of a child in the twinkle 